Play ball! Welcome to episode 25 of Back at State. NFL season is officially over, but you know what? That just means college basketball is just ramping up. March Madness is almost here. We're ready. We'll throw it over to Kyle. Kyle, how are you doing? I'm okay. Um, <clears throat> my college basketball team is just just spiraling, spiraling out of control. We lost an overtime game this weekend to Kansas State. Uh, I don't remember the last time we won. <laughs> <laughs> That's never a good sign. <laughs> so, you know, we were we were really really soaring high there for a while, um, and actually, in fact, is looking at it, we haven't won in the month of February. Oh. <laughs> um, so. That's good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> That's men's though. The women's team, I think I saw, is ranked uh, number six. So in the country, yeah. Wow, that's, that's exciting. I, you know, so I got that going for me. Man, Here, hold on, hold on. I'm, 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 come back to me, but I'll bring up the women's standings. Here. <laughs> all right, all right, Joe. How you doing out in Minnesota? Doing good. Uh, we actually are just getting back into Minnesota from a trip to Savannah, Georgia. So uh, we had a beach trip, so I brought exclusively beach clothes, and then it was in the 50s, mm. so it was a very cold trip for me. I did not, didn't really feel warm ever, uh, definitely <laughs> looked out of place in the off season, wearing like beach shirts and stuff, but wow, uh, yep, no, it's cool. Um, Savannah, Georgia is just a weird place, man. Like you can have open containers of alcohol just on the streets. So when you order like drinks at bars, they're like, all right, to go for here to go. And then like, you know, you're just wandering around with like a beer in your hand. Police officer. Good day, sir. It just is odd. So horns down to you, sir. Horns down. Oh, yes, you too. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. Like there is not a sniff of any no Atlanta Hawks, no Atlanta Falcons, nothing. It was no Georgia Tech. It was Georgia. Everything. Everywhere. It's Georgia. Georgia. Well, they also, I, I heard from some Georgia people on Instagram. It's like, they feel, they feel like the Super Bowl was a win for them because uh, Stafford. Yeah, they got their Matt Stafford. Georgia Bulldog. Yeah. And then. Okay. So Savannah is, is, is firmly entrenched in the Bulldog, Bulldog territory. Is what you're telling mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Did you see those photos of him back in college that came out like right before the the game, the Super Bowl? It was like Frat Stafford. He's shirtless on a Frat boat Stafford. with like chicks all around him in every photo, just like just out of his mind, drunk, giving the middle finger. Mm-hmm. And then like those came out about the same time that like the puff piece direction they were going was like, look at Matt Stafford and his four cute little girls. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. he's girl dad Matt Stafford. And then like all the ones coming out of him like what's up? Yeah, he's he was like yeah, Joe Burrow who Joe Burrows wanted to be in college. Like he was living it <laughs> yeah. up. Fred Stafford is its own uh Twitter account now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh like. the Super Bowl speaking of college that you're rooting for, we had uh Logan Wilson Wyoming's own 
was the one that had that terrible holding call right at the oh, end. Oh, really? That was he's a Wyoming guy. Cooper Cup's coming across and he plays perfect defense and like swats it down. And oh, number fifty-five. Flag. Number fifty-five is a Wyoming. Oh, that yep. was that was some mm-hmm. bull. That yep. was some bull. That was for them to like watch the game the entire time and be like, "Yeah, we got like two false starts. That's the only penalties." Whoa, whoa, this guy. Did he just knock that ball down? Like, come on. I think that it was, was a makeup call. I think they the refs must have been told, like, dude, that face mask you guys missed, you got to make a, it up. That was yeah. – how do you miss the guy just ripping Ramsey's face off for a touchdown man. on the first I missed it three half, or four man. times getting getting refills on wings and stuff. I never actually saw it. I was always at the snack table. I never saw I never saw it happen, Sam. So, mm-hmm. if, I, if I was able to miss it, yeah, the I refs could miss it, you know? That's <laughs> also true. No, the the fact that the there was like no calls whatsoever until when the Rams got inside the ten yard line, there were three against mm-hmm. the Bengals. Yeah, here's the first with down. under two minutes to go. And here's a first down. And here's another first down. And then yeah. that they had a picture of Aaron Donald on the play where he sacked Stafford on the fourth and one was a solid like I don't know thirty percent of his body is already through the line of scrimmage. Oh, and the last the ball on the last snapped. play. Like he was way offside. Why and they did they didn't call that? Yeah. There was it the was, refing was, was tough. Questionable. It was a tough ref show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but hey, Cooper Cup, talk about a mid-major guy just balling. Hell out. yeah, let's go mid-majors. Yeah. Yeah. Mid-major, Eastern Washington, Eastern right? Washington. Lauren right. didn't know. Lauren knew directional school, so like we're sitting watching it, and we're talking to like other random people that are at this like Super Bowl watch party thing, and. She said he went to Middle Tennessee, that he went to Eastern <laughs> Michigan, that he went to West Missouri. Like she was sending him to all different direction state. Like it's, it's got yep. an east in there somewhere. He was like in Western Minnesota, and it, yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Yeah, good for Cooper Cup. Yeah, was he the only non-SEC score in that game? Uh. Higby had two, right? No way. Where he where he go to school? Or not Higby? Higgins. Sorry, didn't Higgins have the two for Cincinnati? Uh, Beckham had the one. Yeah, he might, SEC. He, he might have been the one only. Yeah. Uh, wait, where where uh, Higgins go to school? Clemson. Was, yeah, I think so. Okay. Which is the ACC, not SEC. Okay. So I guess he, so we had, so yeah, I guess most of the touchdowns were outside the ace, but he was the only mid-major touchdown. Oh no, Joe that's not that true. Right. Mixon scored. Mixon, big 12. Mm, right? Big 12 guy. Yeah. yeah. He, he was on the receiving end of that touchdown by Higgins. Man, imagine if Cup would have completed that pass to Stafford though for a touchdown. The guy has two receiving that touchdowns and a passing. You know, he has a, the, the same amount of passing touchdowns as Aaron Rodgers does in the past decade in a Super Bowl. Wow. incredible wow how about that pretty crazy did you guys check the uh did you see the big cu buffs flag flying in the end zone <laughs> during the game no there was yeah. a there was a bills flag in the end zone too i didn't see the cu buffs one that's hilarious buffs, yeah well was like, i no. i was with kyle and joe kyle's dad the whole game He'd be like, yeah, a Zunes, a, a, a woozy or whatever for the Bengals, a CU guy. Yeah. And every it? time there was a play where a defender knocked down a pass, like that's that oh, CU guy. CU guy. That's a CU guy. <laughs> look at that. My dad's a big CU fan. Uh, yeah, every he just assumed every. But hey, your player. dad also got some dough. Yeah, every he had time zero and 
he had zero and three in his pool and that hit the what the second quarter and fourth quarter yeah right mm-hmm. yeah that's nice one, that's real one, nice one 500 smackaroos mm. so yeah we had uh we had a bunch of squares that didn't hit i made a bunch of bets that didn't hit it was uh it was a f- terrible one of the worst super bowls in my ever in my opinion wow and, and <laughs> me and sam were like there's no there's no cowboys in this game but i'm sure if joe was here he'd be like well the the water boy's brother's <laughs> girlfriend uh, yeah, actually we were uh, <laughs> walked on to the team in 2006 uh, it's crazy the leading tackler of the game was logan wilson actually yeah, went whatever, to wiami whatever, so whatever, that's of course it's crazy of course yeah, that's, that's so crazy and tyler hall you mean the one that ruined the game teams. For, for the Bengals? Uh, no, he just he had the most tackles for the Bengals and then made a great defensive play. That's crazy. Never That's so crazy. An impactful, pivotal guy in the middle of the game. <laughs> never, uh, never. Well, so so college basketball, so while we're talking about it, Joe, while we're talking about the Cowboys, you guys jump up. Oh, number 22 in the country. They're the only ranked mm. team between the three of us. We've mm. all been ranked, though, throughout the year. Uh, I mean, how do you feel? Yeah, it's crazy. We went, we went from uh, the lowest by a mile in Kinpom to start the year. We were at like 181. And then now we, uh, we got two kind of cupcake games before we play Colorado State. Uh, so we should, you know, potentially climb farther. Pretty sweet. Uh, this is the highest that they've been ranked since the 80s with uh, really? Fennis Dembo. Yep. Really? They've been- that is surprising. They were number five in the country in the 1987-88 season. And then since then, uh, we've been ranked 25, and that's the higher she goes. So um, this is pretty exciting. This is a pretty big deal wow. in good old Laramie right now. Especially for mm-hmm. a team that invented the jump shot, I would, you know. Right. <laughs> we invented it. People caught on. We had yeah. to make some adjustments, and now mm-hmm. we're back. It only right. took 30 You're years back, baby. for them to adjust. We're back. Well, yep. Joe, another team that you brought what? up a while back, Providence, dude. Providence is eighth in the country right now. Mm-hmm. The, what Dude, are they? The Providence Friars? Yep. Friars. They're rolling along. Uh, it's always weird because they feel like a team that should be a mid-major because they their football is not even there. But mm-hmm. uh, they're doing really well. And then Murray State is doing really well. Unfortunately, the St. Bonaventure uh, Bonnies fell off quite a bit, Kyle. <laughs> oh, man. Quite yeah, unfortunate. They're, they're not doing Quite any, unfortunate. Any team Kyle yeah, roots for just falls out of the rankings, apparently. Yeah, including Iowa State. So also but, true. You know, Joe, I just want to tell you, as 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 a team that was used to be ranked, mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. enjoy it while it lasts. Because yep. it's it's fleeting. It's fleeting. Yeah. They they mm-hmm. actually change it every week, if you can believe that. <laughs> and if you don't win, so frustrating. You don't get to be in there anymore. <laughs> but Iowa State women are number six. They're 21 and three overall, guys. Mm. Okay. Mm. Um now here's here's one uh, continuing our discussion from last week actually and uh number one in the ncaa women's basketball uh ap top 25 right now is south carolina what do you think the south carolina women's basketball team goes by because I, I i don't know interesting I mean, is it yeah. the game cox uh, that yeah. feels like again uh <laughs> sort of a gendered the um, lady the lady birds uh let's see i'm gonna well, then there's other ones. Are there yeah, any like other problematic uh, mascots here for women? We got uh, South Carolina, Stanford, who cares? Louisville, same problem. NC State Wolfpack, that's that's okay. Mm-hmm. Hoosiers, what the heck is that? Cyclones, no problem. Bears, Wildcats, 
wolverines huskies i don't don't really see there's not a lot of gendered mascots Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. gamecocks is problematic because they always put you know it's always the the lady whatever the lady here uh gamecocks are are uh specially bred and conditioned for increased stamina and strength male and female chickens of such a breed are referred to as game fowl cocks possess cognitive aggression toward all males of the same species okay they just so go they could they're, be they're just, the south carolina game cocks women basketball team just a bunch of girl cocks out well there. they don't go uh, by like game hens <laughs> or something which is really unfortunate i think that is wait modern era south carolina women's basketball began when the when the carolina chicks took to the court in 1974 Oh yeah, they could be the chicks. That, uh, they see. changed their nickname to the Lady Gamecocks. Mm-hmm. I like feels the, like chicks would have. Well, I don't know. Chicks is a little wimpy. It's babyish. Okay, yeah, but you know, uh, we got an NFL team called the Colts. So yeah, um, that's true. And the Cubs of the right, MLB. The Cubs. Sure. Yeah. Why yeah, are so we they, have baby animals? Why is no one talk about how there's the Bears and the Cubs in the same city? Like. You, the Cubs came it's first, I'm assuming. They're both pretty old, but mm-hmm. I'm assuming the Cubs were around first. And then the football team's like, well, we're better, so we're just going to be the grown-up version of you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're that, also well, not better. And, and just Colts. Like, what the heck? What, why are you naming after a, a Colt? You know? I don't get that one at all. That's well, weird like one. A, yeah, Philly, too. Phillies. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, we're going we're moving off topic. On. What are we supposed to be talking about, Sam? CSU though getting 29 votes. Yeah, um, okay. no, we don't have and the, to talk about that. And the that. teams that dropped out of the top 25, Marquette was 18th, they fell out. St. Mary's was 22, they fell out. Xavier's 25, they fell out. UConn stayed the same who I've been kind of bandwagoning. They're 17 and 7, they're ranked 24th. Um but not too many teams jumped too big. Gonzaga jumped ahead of Auburn to take the number one spot. Um, the team that fell the most is Houston, the Cougars. They fell eight spots down to number 14. And Joe, I got to bring this up. Arizona is now ranked third. Imagine where you guys would be if you would have won that game. You'd probably be top well, 15. I mean, to be honest, 10. like that game wasn't particularly competitive. Like they had won that one more or less handily, but that was in Tucson. And that's a big reason why we get, Kind of the buzz is our losses are all highly touted uh, quad one losses. So that helps. But, yeah, no, the Arizona is really, really good. Unfortunately, Wisconsin's kind of fallen off ever since we said Wisconsin was good. So that's a shame. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, Kentucky minus 11 on, like, Friday night. They go down. They're up by 10 points. They fire the ball down the court. He's wide open, and then he dribbles the clock out. And oh, I did see it. that. Yeah. <laughs> so he like let the under hit, and then he dunked it so that people didn't cover if you bet on Kentucky. And it was going viral. Like f this guy. Like his own <laughs> crowd was like jeering at him. Like, yeah. Like, what are you doing, <laughs> sir? You could have easily dunked it. It just ah, yeah. It was awesome. Uh, the one that I like an interesting case because we always just seem to talk about Texas all the time on this one is Texas lost to number eight, Kansas, but also beat number 10 Baylor. And right. so they're like, eh, keep them in. They're fine. Put them back in. Yeah. Whatever. 
<sighs> Texas is uh, has seven losses. A lot of them are like ranked wins because the Big 12 is really good, but they have seven losses and they just are like firmly towards the top. Like they've been like, oh, we'll put Texas at where they start the season at five. Yep. Some are four. And then Texas has lost seven times and they still just continue to stay in the rankings. It, I just, it irritates the shit out of me how it is always Texas gets to be at the top. Well, I mean, it, I think it's that Big 12 bias. And the Big 12 this year, I actually wanted to break it down. So uh, on NCAA.com, they do the bracketology, you know. So as of right now, like the current predictions, Big 10 will have eight bids. Big 12 will add seven bids. Big East with six bids is what they're projecting. Providence, Villanova, Xavier, UConn, Marquette, and Seton Hall. I mean, the Big East has always been good at basketball, but the six seem like a lot. Like for a, I mean, mid-major is more of a football term, but no, I mean, that's... But- the Big East is a power conference in basketball. In basketball, 100%. yeah. Yeah, that's a power conference in basketball. See, but yeah, oh, yeah, six is quite a few. They're, I mean, all of those schools are really up there, save for like, I mean, Providence goes, but Providence is being the strongest is a little bit surprising. Yeah, I sure. feel like Xavier, Villanova, UConn are always in. Marquette and Seton Hall and Providence are kind of like, oh, they're in the tournament, but they're never like these ranked teams that are crazy good. And then... AAC has Houston, Memphis, and SMU, two of which will be going to the Big 12 soon. Is that correct? Or is that oh, Houston, and Houston and Memphis so are in, both, right? No, not Memphis. No. Houston, Cincinnati, BYU, and uh, UCF. 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 That's who the other one is. Yes. Okay. And then after that, West, so West Coast, Mountain West, and AAC are all projected to get three bids, Pac-12-4, ACC-5, SEC Big East six, Big Twelve seven, and Big Ten with eight bids as of now. Uh, which Iowa State is not in there, Kyle, currently. Well, when you don't, well, Iowa games. State's going. I would bet you Iowa State's going. Um, you gotta, you gotta win games. You know <laughs> that helps. In fact, according to, I almost sent you guys this, but I want to tell you on the podcast. According to the Athletic. Uh, they have Iowa State as a seven seed going to Indianapolis, playing number ten seed Colorado State. Whoa! Wouldn't Holy that be cow. something? That'd be it. Wouldn't that That'd be, be something? Man, that is. Uh, they got a. They got Iowa State as a seven and us as a ten. No, this was before Saturday's game, so this was from Saturday morning. Man, just uh, put some respect on our names. Come on. But that's where it's at. So this is before your overtime win, Sam. However, that would be absolutely bonkers. That would be fun to go see. Uh, Unfortunately, the same thing has Wyoming going to Milwaukee. So we would not be able to all three go to the same one. Mm. Who do they got them playing? We would be a seven seed playing a 10 seed in Oregon. Wyoming Mm. versus Oregon would be definitely quack. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, it's ramping up. It's almost here. I can't wait arguably the greatest time of the year i think i mean would you would you put the first week of march madness up there with like super bowl week and national championship week for for college football i've taken off the first thursday and friday before march madness for the last like six years i've taken off my favorite yeah there's there's a dude that usually has a big old party and you just sit Mm -hmm. there all day and watch basketball Mm -hmm. it's also the the number one most popular weekend for vasectomies that is the second time we brought that up. Really? On this podcast. Why yeah. is it that? 
because like because, it's the dude yeah. can just like sit around all weekend mm-hmm. you know why not just be laid up <laughs> so, so i found an interesting article here guys I, I, because i i just have a one-track mind um on it's called fish duck it was on oregon sports community games mm-hmm. bulls gamecocks highlight dilemma with women's mascots okay mm. so you know they're saying like you could go with game hens but that sounds like a christmas dinner uh, they also highlight that the university of south florida anyone know the mascot you south florida uh no clue once the bulls the bulls Mm -hmm. they their Ah. basketball team actually goes by the lady bulls Mm -hmm. which cows right that's not doesn't the cow it doesn't make (laughs) come on cows (laughs) no such thing yeah no such thing um but listen to this joe you'll like this the solution some schools have really easy solutions the wyoming cowboys cleverly came up with cowgirls i don't know how clever that was, yeah but... what's so clever about <laughs> this that? article hits dude this article is <laughs> for the women's teams listen joey this is the best part but of course wyoming was the first state to give women the right to vote so you would expect them to be on top of this one see we're the equality state dude that's the yeah. state's nickname yeah 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 wyoming inequality people mm-hmm. associated mm, there you it's go. fantastic there you go <laughs> that's fantastic uh have either of you two ever traveled to a ncaa tournament game i have not no, no. i want to so on the cool. bucket list we went uh when wyoming went in 2015 uh 6 15 uh they went to seattle and the hawkeyes also were put in seattle so like they do the big selection sunday and you know they dice out what line you're on and then those seeds go to the different cities and so they group like two two game chunks of the bracket. So there's like four seeds on two different areas. Mm-hmm. So like we had Wyoming, North Dakota State, Iowa, Louisville, University of Northern Iowa, something like that. Like all these schools. So then all the schools are having different like parties. And then when you buy tickets, you buy them to like sessions. So like my ticket went to like louisville was like a two seed and played against like the uci banana slugs and then (laughs) like so but my ticket was for those two games so you went and like the first game like there's people walking around in like banana slug stuff and then the next game is the wyoming northern iowa game and then the tickets also for like the winner of like one of those games the next chunk like it's sweet like going to the ncaa tournament is cool but it would have to be like Seattle's a cool place to visit. This yeah, if year, it's like in some shit state or city, you're like, oh god, like, do I go? So like, if you were to go, like, yay or nay, Portland. This year's no. Portland is one of the options. No, God no. I think Portland could be cool. Portland, Oregon, I would go to that one. You think Portland's cool, and then you go there once, and you're like, mm. eh. see that it's one that I haven't been to the state of Oregon, so I'd like to get a little. Kyle's been to all the. Let's see. I bet you, if you name five, he's been to all five. I, I go for it. Okay. The next one is, I know you've been to the next few. Uh, Buffalo. Did you go to Buffalo? No. In March. In March. Well, Buffalo has the advantage of like if you've never seen Niagara Falls, you can just you can kind of check that out. Yeah. You know. Check the like the thing with Buffalo is one. If Wyoming goes there, you know there's going to be like a weird Josh Allen Buffalo Bills. Yeah. That would yeah fill that up. That'd be sweet. Uh, and then also like just getting like the couple of best wing places from Buffalo would be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I'd be a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Milwaukee. 
Milwaukee. I've never been, but I'm sure you could probably get some good beer. Milwaukee is so. actually kind of cool. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like Chicago light. It's on the lake, and they have like a very minuscule little river walk that feels a little San Antonian. Um, mm. It's it's okay. It's okay. It's That's- Milwaukee is like it's a long ways from green Bay, but it's very much like a Packers town. They, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, they just won the NBA championship, so maybe they care, but I don't. And also Marquette is right there, which is kind of cool. So it would probably be in Marquette's stadium, unless it was in the buck stadium. I don't know, but I don't I, remember I, who I it's hosted by a university, but a lot of times like they do um, like when they had the women's, NCAA tournament in the Pepsi center, but the, they still had like, I can't remember if it was DU or CU were the host school. Yeah. Do you automatically so they get had in if you're hosting that floor? Are you automatically in if you're hosting? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, no, it's just like, they have like a, whatever school is closest. So like if it were to go to like, I don't know, like sometimes they're in the actual basketball stadium that Cheyenne school plays in. Well, like, no, but like if it was in like Ames, like you would yeah. it'd be hosted by Iowa State. Right. Um, but if it's in like Des Moines, then it probably would also still be hosted by Iowa State, even though it's not their basketball. Right. right. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. Because like we were in the old uh, Key Bank Center in Seattle and it was hosted by yeah. uh, the Washington Huskies, even though that's not where they play their basketball by games. By the ghost right. of the Supersonics. Right. It's in Do that the Kraken stadium. play there now? No, they uh, built no, their like, own climate really? pledge arena. Yeah. Oh, you can so like see the ice from the street. It's weird. Huh. So Key Bank's still empty, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, well, no, the um, Spark. What's the WNBA team? That, they have a WNBA team that plays there. Uh, it's Seattle. Like LA's the Sparks. Or Mist or something, isn't Storm. it? We gotta talk Seattle about Storm. That. Storm. Yeah, and it was some, some weather-related okay. thing. <laughs> uh next on the list indianapolis would you go to indianapolis uh no no yeah, see i don't i i have you been there kyle yes F, okay yeah why ask <laughs> why uh, even ask <laughs> there's nothing there. i don't yeah i don't know as though that one would be they got like a I big steakhouse they got like a steakhouse that you gotta go to but when they played the final four there, they played it in the football stadium. I'm pretty sure. I yeah, think it'd be cool yeah. to see a, a basketball game in a football stadium. Yeah, all right. Yeah, like Dallas. But the like, first round ain't going to be it. It's no. going to be in the Pacers. But yeah, that could change my mind, I guess. Uh, and then, like the uh, the home run one, the one that you're really crossing your fingers in March that that would be the one you decided to go to, San Diego. San Diego. Mm-hmm. San Diego. Yeah, I go there. Uh, San Diego's okay. It's 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 like a very military feeling town. Like, but it has like kinda, the gas lamp or gas light or whatever. Yeah, it is. I mean it's California. Cool. It's on the ocean. Like, absolutely, you could you mm-hmm. could hop over. It's easy to, to fly in and Tijuana out of or something. Yeah, right. Do you wanna? Yeah, it's not <laughs> like you kind of get why the Chargers left though. You know, like because well they have the Padres. Yeah, I went to I went to opening day. I just happened to be there for a work trip, mm-hmm. and it was opening day there. So we we're like, oh, let's grab tickets, and it was like mostly empty. Like, eh. yeah, yeah, they they came, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was uh, and it's like a really nice stadium. Like they got like that weird beach thing in the outfield, and yeah, but uh, 
the other ones like it just that one just sticks out as like at least it'd be warm like pittsburgh i don't really want to go to pittsburgh no no yeah that, like, uh, that'd be no. a bummer no. um greenville south carolina i've never been there south carolina is actually pretty sweet like i've been to the beaches in south carolina and it's i mean it's like nice there's a lot of history there'd be things to do there'd and like if it's on the ocean do. you can just you know just get ocean food that's fresh and have a view there's worse things yeah, Although I don't like, know if Greenville is not actually that close to the ocean, but yeah, you know. what should be like, <laughs> it's closer <laughs> than all of us. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. true. You know, it might be relative. one of those things where it's like, when people find out you're from Colorado, you're like, Oh, so you ride a horse to work. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, you, huh. oh, you live on a mountain and smoke a lot of pot. Right. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. That one kind of like, hit. Oh, for... South Carolina. You're right by the ocean. Right. Like... <laughs> yeah. uh, and then the final one would be Fort Worth. Texas. Fort oh, Worth, yeah. Texas. I honestly Dallas, Fort was Worth's so a cool area. I think Fort Worth sucks. Dallas is all right. I think Fort Worth. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. A lot of suburbs. What is, like, what are you going to do? Like, let's say you have a weekend in, in Dallas, Fort Worth, Sam. Like, what? What? Like, what's besides your basketball game? Okay. Uh, I mean, there's no football right now, so you can't go to a, actually the Cowboys play in Arlington. Uh, oof. Just gonna get stuck in traffic. You go to a stars game, yeah. I mean, I, I think they got a decent downtown, you know, but yeah, like there's food and restaurants and stuff, but they got oh, that's that everywhere. In Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah, but I also think that was my biggest complaint is like I was like, dude, I'm gonna eat so much red meat and barbecue and steaks and blah blah blah. And then it was yeah. like the most let down, like, <laughs> oh, this is crappier than like Kansas City or in like Dan- Carolina barbecue. Yeah, like for yeah. I was in Fort Worth specifically, Fort Worth. and we went to all the like Oh, this is like a big pit barbecue, and mm-hmm. Luke Holmes loves this place, and blah blah. And, <laughs> oh man, Sheryl yeah. Crow can't get enough of this barbecue. And then like, <laughs> I don't know, it just it didn't. Hit. There's like a big, isn't there like a NASCAR track or something out on Fort Worth? Because it, it splits into I-35 Probably. E and W like it does in Minneapolis, right? Yeah, I'm like, sure there's a NASCAR. I'm sure there's, there's several in a very small area. I was area. in Fort Worth maybe like six months ago. And like, I don't know why, but like I, wouldn't you guys don't travel quite as much as me. So when I travel, sometimes I just forget to like book a hotel. Mm, I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I literally like That's when he just out. drives around to college campus when he's like, oh, God, I got nowhere to sleep. I guess I'm just yes, driving. I've done that. <laughs> well, like I, I got out of the hotel and I like, I was like, I got out. I went to the rental car and I was like, "Oh shit, where am I going? Huh? I don't have a hotel." <laughs> and I like could not find a freaking. There must have what my what made me think of that is like there must have been like a NASCAR race or something because <laughs> every dinky hotel on the highway was like completely booked. You, you know, Gordon's whatever, in town, in Fort Worth, Texas. So I was like, "What the heck is going on yeah, here?" It- the whole time like everywhere we went i was just like yeah like everything is like i there's just such a it's bigger and badder in texas and whatever yeah i just yeah, it's yeah. it's not for me like yeah. the whole the whole like they have they're the only state that can have their flag flying as the same height and size right. as the because, american flag because texas was an independent nation at one point yep right? and it's yeah it's a whole fascinating yep so i was not, not in fort worth texas i was down, down. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, know, well, so we throw it over. Plays, but oh yeah, gross. 
Uh, well, we should probably throw it over to our interview. Uh, we got Eric Magwood, O-lineman from a lot of places, a lot of mm-hmm. schools. Uh, he's been everywhere. But uh, most recently, Middle Tennessee. Uh, great interview. I was not there, but yep. Alan yep. Joe took the reins on that one. Yeah, so, it's a good interview. He talked about his Bahama Bowls experience and mm-hmm. a few different schools that he's been at. So, yeah. Good and stuff. what's coming next with the NFL draft. So yeah, he's, he's a draft prospect. So keep mm-hmm. your eye on him. Yes. Let's go. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll throw it over to him. All right. Pleased to have Eric Magwood, offensive lineman from middle Tennessee state joining the podcast. Eric, how's it going, brother? It's going good. Uh, thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for Absolutely. being here, Eric. The blue Raiders, middle Tennessee, but you, uh, You've not always been at Middle Tennessee, right? You've had kind of a, uh, a circuitous path, it looks like, from your history here. You were at uh, Eastern Kentucky, right? Yeah, I was there. A grad- there. Did a year there, yeah. graduated. That's where I got my degree from. And then uh, it's, it's, a, it's a lot. It's a big story on how, how I got to, how I had to travel around. But, you yeah, know, I was the well, big guy's. I was the wave of those guys, you know, the, the pro day got canceled and they were coming out. So I had to go apply for a sixth year, get that bad boy. And then, uh, and then I got an extra year cause of COVID. So I was like one of, <laughs> I was one of like eight seventh year seniors. This Yeah. Year. Yeah. That's a cool stat for you. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure your parents are making jokes about how you should be a doctor by now type of thing or something. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. We'll save that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, it, run us through it. I mean, you're from you're from uh, Virginia Beach, is that right, Virginia? Yeah, and, Virginia uh, Beach is where I grew up. Yeah, did you grow up a uh, EKU fan, or how'd you end up there? <laughs> um, so it was it was more of like a, I started off as a walk on. Well, really, I started off at West Virginia State. So I, oh, that's I was right. coming out. I started playing football my sophomore year of high school, really wow. late. Um, yeah. Ended up getting a little interest from some FCS schools, like close to home, like Norfolk State, Hampton, JMU. I, I, I went back and forth with a little bit. And then um, at the end of my recruitment, uh, a lot of D2 schools came in and I started losing a little interest from the D1s. I don't know. I don't really remember why, but it is what it is. So I stuck with uh, West Virginia State who I was getting a, a pretty good amount of money with uh, at the time, I thought, until I got there. And I wasn't, I wasn't too happy when I got there. So I had, a, I had some family issues. So I ended up going back home, yeah. uh, getting out of my, you know, my letter of intent there. Uh, went back home to help out family. Uh, and then uh, I, I just started hitting all the schools up in the area again, like Norfolk State, Hampton, Old Dominion, and, and such. Uh, until I landed with ODU hit me up and said that they wanted me to come walk on so I ended up playing there for three years had to do the whole sit out route from D2 to FBS so you know I really sat out my first two years of college football got to ODU got a lot of playing time that I wasn't expecting to really get you know uh, getting start in both my redshirt sophomore and redshirt junior getting a quite a quite a good amount of time as a you know for being a walk-on and then it goes you know you know, at that point, you're like, oh, I'm showing productivity. I want to, you know, I want a scholarship. And uh, 
I didn't end up getting that scholarship. So at the end of that conversation, I just told him, look, I, I'm going to have to go into the portal because I know someone's going to pay for me to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right. doing this for free here, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I land, I land on EKU. Okay. Uh, where... Okay. That's right. I, I remember seeing the old dominion stop along the way, but I didn't realize you were just walk on that whole time. So that's, I mean, did, did you play at all? Like, did you get on, on the field for, for old dominion or. Oh yeah. So my first year that I was actually eligible to play, I played in all, I think I played in all 12 games Okay. and I started the season finale against middle Tennessee. <laughs> oh yeah. My first <laughs> yeah. They play against each other quite a bit, actually. That was one of our like yeah, games yeah. of the week on our podcast <laughs> last year was, was old dominion middle Tennessee. So yeah, I got a lot of, I mean, I started on the punt team. I started on P, uh, PAT and field goal. Nice. And, uh, I started right tackle and I twiddled around at uh, right guard a little bit for ODU when I played there. So okay. I got a good amount of, I got a good taste of the field. And did they, did you, were you seen, like, obviously they play each other. Is that when you entered the portal, was that kind of, they had been familiar with you in the port or like what, how do you end up going to a school that's kind of, you know, like well, that? So yeah, it's, I mean, at that point, and I had left, uh, I left ODU and, you know, I figured I, if I, it was my last year and it was the year before, um, it was the year before they had allowed the new one-year transfer rule where you can transfer and not have to sit out if you have the appropriate GPA. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of the wave of guys, like when that rule first hit, they were like, oh, since you were a walk-on at your last school, you don't have to sit out because usually if you change, you have to like, going from D1 to D1, I had, they were like, oh, you might have uh-huh. to sit out. But then the rule changed. So then I got to play 2019, which was originally my last year. I got to play that year uh, with Eastern Kentucky, graduated, and then I, I tried to go do my pro day. But, you know, COVID canceled everything. So I had to circle back and figure out a way to get back in the, in the swing of the, uh, of the draft process. Right. And so then you end up at uh, Middle Tennessee and they just had seen you, been familiar with you from uh, being around or you kind of, I mean, you already had done it to, to get to Old Dominion, just kind of hitting people up and um, uh, self-recruiting. Yeah, the portal's weird. The portal's weird just because like I wasn't expecting, like, you know, obviously I've, I've been in there a couple of times, but uh, when you go in there, I, you know, you don't know what to expect if you're a first time dude going in there, but like, a lot of these coaches, a lot of these schools will hit you up through Twitter. Twitter is really big um, in the recruiting game when it comes to college football and probably a lot of other sports. I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure, but um, it was funny going to middle Tennessee because the O-line coach is there and they were like, yeah, man, we, uh, we, all we had to do, you know, to look at you was we just uh, popped on the old game tapes from like 17, 18. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I got the, and it's funny because I started both games against them. So they saw that and they were like, yeah, you know, we'll bring them in. So I, I came in the COVID season with them. I jumped in right back into the COVID season. Okay. That's, I, I'm curious when you go transfer portal, obviously like they already had a right tackle or they already have a group of offensive linemen. And then here you are coming in as, you know, essentially a last year starter or a senior or whatever. So you're going to be expecting to get game time are you kind of accepted with open arms or do you kind of have to earn your way out there? Or what's the reception usually like having done it twice? Um, 
it was still like I think I think it is like it is everywhere. Um, nobody just goes in, and you still got to go in and prove yourself. You got to go in and show you can play. You know, nothing's really given to anybody. So you know, going in there, my first game, I got to travel. Went down to FIU, and um, I didn't start the first game with the team. Obviously, I mean that's it's just I feel like that's kind of like a a look where you know, you don't want to bring kids in and just start them over the kids that you've already had there, you know, like it's, it, it just doesn't, it, it messes up the flow, I feel like. Yeah. So I came in and then I played a good amount of time, but the game after that, they kind of like worked me in the starting rotation. So it didn't, it didn't take, it didn't take too long, but it was, you know, I was just ready to play and I was ready to just show what I could do when I got there. Definitely. So, no. so being at all those different universities, I mean, tell, tell us, like, which you've been, obviously, Old Dominion, West Virginia State, Middle Tennessee, EKU, like, what's the best, I mean, like, off-campus scene, party, school, most fun <laughs> of all those? I imagine West Virginia's got to kind of be got high on that list weirdly, but uh, uh, what was kind of the most fun school you're at, I guess? Uh I don't remember too much about West Virginia State because I wasn't there too long, but uh, I think my favorite was probably Old Dominion because that's 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 home to me. You know, I'm yeah, from okay. Old Dominion's 25, 30 minutes down the road. Sure. The tailgates that my parents would throw were were pretty were pretty cool. When you come out and there'd be 25, 30 people sitting there hanging out and you know just having a good time, and you know it's just. Like even the environment at ODU was was pretty cool, just because, you know, that one year we beat Virginia Tech back in uh, 2018. That was I remember the cops were ro rolling around, uh, <laughs> taking people <laughs> taking people for burning couches in the street and and stuff <laughs> like that. They get they like their football down there in Virginia. I'll say that. Yeah, absolutely. Did it's I was ex expected having not gotten the scholarship there would have been some bad blood i mean it sounds like you still remember it pretty fondly was it a pretty amicable like hey i need a, I need a scholarship and somebody else can give it to me and you're just not in a spot to or what was the situation it was i mean from what i remember it was kind of uh it was more of me i mean that's you know keep as i continued to play that's that's all i was aiming for that's all I wanted you know when you set a goal and you're hungry for something that's like all you can think about at the end of the day uh at night when you lay your head down you're just like dang this is what I really want like I'm, I'm gonna keep you know I'm gonna keep trying real hard and you know as as a young guy coming through I mean obviously there was hiccups I had to learn the game a little bit I had to you know I, I didn't been punished a couple times uh, a lot of people were but um you know, just, just getting out there and showing what I could do and always trying to work the hardest in my workouts and stuff. And it came down to, it just, it just came down to really them being able to help me for a little bit, but after I'd gotten it, they were going to need it back to, uh, cause they wanted to bring in a Juco kid. So I was just kind of like, ah, that sucks. But I mean, it, it was never really any bad blood. Like Mm -hmm. I always like it's still the hometown team. I still had a lot of friends out there. So I was always, you know, I'd support them really is what it was. But I do that the best thing for me was to, to, you know, just get out of there and go, you know, get a different scene. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this past season ended in uh, a bowl game for you guys at Middle Tennessee. And, and honestly, 
if I were a player, it'd probably be the bowl game that I would pick above any and all others. He played in the Bahamas Bowl, right? Against uh, the Toledo <laughs> Rockets, and you got the dub. Uh, tell us, what was it like? Like, I mean, first of all, just going to the Bahamas with your team. Uh, do you guys get some some free time, some beach time? Also, like, international travel thrown in there? Like, did, was COVID a, a deal? Or, like, what, what was that whole that whole bowl game thing like? I mean, that was <laughs> – the funny thing about it is uh, when I had transferred from West Virginia State to ODU, we had gotten the Bahamas Bowl. But back oh, then, since in 2016, since I had transferred up from D2 to FBS, I had to sit out and I wasn't oh. allowed to travel with any games <laughs> or anything. So they left me home because NCAA rules, I wasn't allowed to come. And that was the Bahamas Bowl. That was sure. Popeye's time. Um, nice. But – you know, all these years I've always like, ah, oh, I saw how fun, like my teammates, like I saw how much fun they got to have when they were out there. <laughs> yeah. So like this whole time I was just like, I don't care about it being, I mean, the Bahamas is awesome. It is. But I was always just like, I just want to go to a bowl game. I just want to go to one. I just want to experience it. Sure, I want to sure. like play for a ring, play for just, you know, all that. So it's just funny how it came full circle that we got the bowl. And, you know, this, this year for middle 10, it was a grind. You know, I think we were one and three at one point mm-hmm. and then we ended up, we ended yeah. up going down and dueling uh, FAU. We were both five and six, and winner got well got the bowl game. You know, we came out on top. Um, that play, that game was crazy. That game, there was a lot of good plays, and that one, if that's that's one for the books. But um, coming out with that, and then getting a, a bowl bid, and coming in the next day, and Coach Doc telling us that we're going to the Bahamas Bowl. I was like, oh man, I was like, this is. <laughs> I was everything. like, this is crazy. I was like, full circle. That's great. It's by far, it was by far the, uh, it, you know, just being out there with the team, you know, there's some funny dudes on Middle Tennessee's football team. There's some <laughs> funny guys, you, you take them anywhere, they're just going to be, they're just going to be a riot. But yeah, it was, it was real nice. You know, even the vibes at practice were even amazing. Just, you know, feeling like good weather when we were coming from cold, colder weather and just seeing palm trees when you're playing and you know, getting to stay in Atlantis, like guys, guys going in the casino and trying to get them a little money while we're down there. <laughs> uh, and then just, you know, just, it was just a good time. That's awesome. Uh, what a cool place to stay. What a cool bowl game to be in and full circle for your college career, all eight years of it. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah. And then getting That's the great. win, obviously that was, you know, that was the main point being down there to get the win. And, and we did just that. Yeah, definitely. That's great. Did you guys I'm, stay at Atlantis when you were yeah, there? We stayed at we stayed. Oh, at that's Atlantis. crazy. Yeah. I I did like a what do you call it? Like a cruise ship that stopped there and 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 just spent like a you know eight hours there. That that place is amazing. But so <laughs> Eric, uh you have one stat that I want to ask you about. You've got one reception for minus four yards. I saw that. about that. <laughs> I saw I, that. I gotta know, man. Oh, what happened on that? Oh, I thought. I thought that might have came back to home. Uh, <laughs> I saw that on the stat sheet too. I was a little confused at first too, but uh, at the end of the, during that FAU game when we were fighting for bowl eligibility, uh, at, we were running down at half and we were trying to just run a little, you know, a little backyard trick play, the the the, the lateral back play, and you know, uh, we it was going good for a little bit, and you know, I, you know, we chased the ball. The big guys chased the ball. To be fair, though, I, I did have the club on. So I'm running out there with the club in, in, the, in the one hand. So so one of our uh, one nice. of our uh, 
receivers lateraled it back. And I think it was DJ Chisholm. I think it was DJ and he threw it back to me and I caught it. And I was like, as soon as I caught it, I was getting tackled left to right and everywhere. So I was just standing <laughs> with people around my legs and I just threw it back to the quickest guy I could find. And I found, uh, I found Brad Anderson and it, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he caught it or, or not, but <laughs> I guess like a, a minus four yards for, for, I, for my lateral, I, I guess I, I messed up the, the flow. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, before we were talking before the interview, so you were injured this season and had some hand surgery, so you had to play with a club. Uh, I mean, you'd played pretty much every game of your college career, kind of been an Ironman, and then had some injury trouble. What was that like going through? Um, it's never fun, and you know, you know, playing O line, it's it's bound to happen. Uh, I didn't played at EKU with a with a cast on, and I played this year with a cast on, but really, I mean. It just comes down to how bad do you want it, really, because all those t- like me sitting out, being out there with the injury and sitting out, you just can't let it get to your mental because, you know, when I'm I'm sitting there, all I can think about watching my team while I'm working out on Muscle Beach with the strength coaches is, damn, I just want to get back out there. I just want to play. I just want to help the team out because this past year, our O-line was like we were thumped with heck of injury like we had so many injuries yeah so it was just like ah you know and it sucked not being able to help out but they were just you know the doctors were just taking their time with the hand because they said obviously you could still injure it within a club so I had to sit out like a couple weeks before I could come back and play but I'm just glad there's no more club we're good (laughs) yeah Yeah, good you're club free all right (laughs) thank the lord what's uh what's your favorite i mean obviously the bahamas bowl has kind of come up what's your favorite memory from on the field like what's your favorite game or play or what you experienced on the field playing football um so it's really you know the bowl wins up there at the top uh just getting to be there i mean it was probably the most humid and the hottest game i ever had to play in (laughs) that was that was tough to get through i should have got an iv at half but i don't and other than that, probably the Virginia Tech win when we were the team was literally going in there, just a team, you know, ODU going in at 0 and 3, playing against a Virginia Tech team that had just beat Florida State. And yeah. we were given a 1.8% chance to win that game. <laughs> so you're <laughs> telling me there's a chance, right? <laughs> so Virginia Tech comes into, you know, our place. We went there the year before and got. I think I don't think that ended too well for us that year, but um, we come in, you know, we had a little sour taste in our mouth from that year, but nobody thought we could have it. You know, heck, you look up in the stands and half the half the stadium is Virginia Tech uh, white and white and maroon. So you're like, dang, yeah, you know, they were, they swarmed us. But uh, my roommate, you know, he came in and Blake Larusa came in a back, you know, backup quarterback position came off the bench. Uh, after the first quarter in that game and just lit it up and, you know, we, we just, we just had a ball playing that game. Uh, you know, people out sitting outside trying to get our autographs out like after, like outside the, the, <laughs> the complex the next day and stuff like that. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, That's great. awesome. That's great. What about, I mean, uh, any crazy stories from, you know, we always ask if you got any like bus stories or locker room stories or plane stories or, uh any and what's your what's your favorite sort of off the field memory from from school uh let's see that's hard um 
I don't know. Off the off the field, off the field. I can't think of anything like crazy that had happened, but I'm yeah. sure there's some things, but I just can't think right now. Of... Uh, if you think of one, I, I I got another question for you on your Twitter here. I see what what can you tell me about uh, Hog Academy? It looks like you can get a T-shirt with your name on it. Uh, <laughs> oh, just, what's yeah. this about? What's Hog Academy? Offensive lineman really- training. Yeah, it's really cool. It's um, my good buddy Nick Clark. Um, he I played with him at ODU. He was uh, he was our leader on the line. He was our center. He started like forty seven consecutive games for ODU, and you know he really helped me. Um, you know when when I was you know younger trying to come in and play at ODU. You know when I was trying to fit in roles, play at you know because I played all over the line. I played tackle, guard. I played left tackle, right tackle, left guard, right guard, and you know, he just helped me out a lot. And, you know, I really looked up to him. Um, he actually is in the business of, you know, training and him and Alec Eberly, he, uh, there, uh, he played center at Florida state, you know, they're both, uh, training kids in the Richmond area, Virginia. And, uh, it's, it was kind of like his little NIL deal where we could sell t-shirts and, you know, I think Oregon, I think the Oregon O-line one, uh, they, they got a bunch of, money that they gave to a charity for selling the shirts with uh because they do they do team collections so like on the back it'll have everybody on the o-line so it'll have everybody's little face or you can do one of yourself <laughs> so they do a college collection so like there's other guys out there like receivers that played at odu and stuff that you know they, they got their little t-shirts too so i, I was just trying to sh- you know show some love to my boy and get him a little uh give myself on a little t-shirt <laughs> nice nice i like it <laughs> that's Love awesome. it. i'm sure your mom bought one right i mean <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i hope so <laughs> <laughs> oh well that's great i hogs man i weird random tangent i was kind of hoping for hogs to be the new uh name of the redskins but that didn't turn out are you did you grow up a redskins fan there in virginia beach <laughs> everybody else is but not me i uh okay i've always I always get criticized for my favorite team. I'm a I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Oh come on, oh, America's, America's team, I guess, right? Yeah. All yeah. Right. I mean, that's that. It was it was my team for sure. Good. Well, you know, I see some. You had some some interest in the draft back like two years ago. Is that uh, what what do, what do you sort of see? What's your crystal ball for the future? You think that's a possibility for you, or where what are you where are you headed? Oh. Well, that would be, that'd be wonderful. I mean, I'd I'd love to get taken by any team, but, you know, hearing some of them stories about guys that get to go play and they get to play for their favorite team. That's just, that's just gotta be one, you know, once in a lifetime deal, you know, that's sure. That doesn't just happen all the time. So that would be awesome. But I just, you know, wherever I get to go, whatever team, you know, takes a chance on me, I'm just willing to come work and earn a spot. Well, the Broncos could use a right tackle here in Denver, if, uh, <laughs> you know, if you have your choice. All right. If they, hey, I'm down for, I'm down for it. I'm down for it. <laughs> all right. All right. Good deal. Yeah. You mentioned, obviously your pro day gets canceled by, uh, well, your initial pro day gets canceled by COVID and everything is kind of falling apart and you don't know. And that's kind of your, uh, seminal season before you go try to go pro, uh, you know, you started football late. This is a dream that you maybe have, you know, it's been kind of a newfound dream. What's it been like having two years or three years or whatever it's been to kind of try and 
navigate getting back to, you know, you're about to have another pro day and uh, be kind of where you almost were before COVID kind of stopped everything. I, um, it's, it's honestly, this whole process is just a blessing getting to come back and do it again. Um, it, it was nice getting to go back and do a couple years as well, because, you know, you get to grow a little bit, you get to, you know, you know that you can play at that level. You, you've seen, you know, guys that you've played against are playing at that level and you know, you can do it. And you just, you know, it really helped me. I got to, I got to focus more on the mental aspect of, of, you know, the, you know, playing on the line and, and learning like defenses and stuff like that. So um, that really helped a lot more, you know, I'm not coming in as the 21 or 22 year old kid that I was going to come in at. Um, I'm coming in a couple years older, a little wiser and, you know, can still play at a high level and just, you know, now it's just crunching every day, trying to get this, uh, get these numbers for these, for this pro day to get, uh, to get some eyes on me. And do you have a, an agent that's already talking to teams or are you just kind of, you know, yeah. So I'm, I'm, signed this? Under, I'm signed under an agency with a couple other guys. So there's a, like my, a lot of my, a lot of my, uh, combine buddies is what I call them. Cause they're like, they're my little, they're my little draft prep, uh, <laughs> uh class. So we get, we were, we're working out out here in Arizona. We're out here at, uh, at apex in, uh, in Mesa, Arizona. And, uh, we got some, we got some guys, there's like nine guys in, in the group, but I think seven or six of us are from my agency. So we got like Dalen Baldwin. He's a receiver for the, uh, for the, for Michigan. He's coming out a uh, couple receivers and uh, my roommates, a linebacker from South Dakota, Dewan Cooper. So, you know, we're just, you know, we're just coming in every day and, you know, it's, it's fun being around those guys, you know, everybody's trying to like achieve the same goal, but, you know, we're working hard, but at the same time, we're, we're uh, joking each other, messing with each other, having some fun and stuff. And it's just, it's nice out here, you know, I just, just getting away and just trying to do some, something different. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's not too many things in the, I mean, very select people go through something where you don't know where you're going to end up in the next four or five months. Right. Like you could be anywhere in the country. Yeah. It could be it's I mean, uh, New York city be... or, or green Bay, Wisconsin. You know? <laughs> Those are vastly different worlds. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, we'll see. I've, I've got some, I've got a little experience. I grew up a little bit. I lived in Buffalo, New York a little bit. So I I've seen some cold in my life. All right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Joe is a uh, not so closeted Bills fan because he's uh, <laughs> his boy up there. But so, well, good deal, man. Um, Joe, did you have anything else? No, just really no. appreciate you coming on, Eric. Uh, we'll be following closely. Good luck in the next couple of months. Good luck at the pro day, and we'll be rooting you on, man. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, uh, Joe. I appreciate it, Kyle. Thanks for having me on. All right, big thanks to our boy, Eric. Thanks for coming on, and uh, best of luck coming up in the draft. We hope uh, hope you get picked. Big signing bonus, and uh, hopefully you aren't having to block in front of a terrible quarterback. But anyway, let's uh, let's go to our segment here. We're going to be talking about NFL, not, sorry, not NFL, college players, not just football, but in general, that didn't pan out in the pros, okay? So the big, the big old busts. Um, I'll go first. Big old bus. <laughs> my uh, my guy, and this might come off bad because I know he's beloved, but Bo Jackson. Okay, this dude in just, college. Wait, college. Wait, hold on. You're talking about 
you had the whole history He's, of college players to pick from of being the title of biggest busts. And you picked a guy that went to an all-star game in two different sports. Yeah, but He's out. still the best video game character of all time. Fair. It's him and in Tech Mobile. Let me He's start also off by an saying, incredible archer. He's the greatest athlete of all time. Let me start off by saying that. Okay. Okay. It's not because he didn't have the skill. It's the injuries. Okay. And he was on the Raiders, which sucks. But that's, that's, <laughs> my, that's my premise, okay, is that I, I love him. It's nothing against him. And I'm not talking baseball. Talking okay. just football here. Heisman winner. Uh, I believe they did not win a national championship, but was playing two sports. You know, you hear the all the stories. He could jump over a car. He could do a backflip in belly button high water. The guy was a freak. And he gets to the NFL. He only played f- three seasons. Okay. Okay. So he, hear me out. Never had four. a thousand. Four. Never had a thousand yards. Never had more than five touchdowns rushing. His long run, Sam, his long run in his four seasons. First season, he had a 91-yard run. Second season, only 25. Next season, 92. And then his last season, 88. Like, the guy was literally like an absolute <laughs> wrecking machine, big play, home run. But would you so you would you wanted more out of him? Because it was only four. It was that three years of just, or four years of just, like, amazing. And then it was just like, boom. Yeah, I'm but not he also saying gets credit for the 10 MLB seasons that he played. And yeah, I mean, that's but like honestly, especially okay, maybe back then you expected to have a running back like be kind of a lifer and play for you for 10 or 12 years. But like nowadays, if you got three, four good seasons out of a high draft pick, you're like, all right, yeah, like like that worked out. Like, like, do you think um and, and he wasn't a high draft pick, but like was Philip Lindsay a bust? He was undrafted, so I'd say definitely but no. But you know what no, I mean? No, like, like with his career, short and sweet here in Denver, right? Is that a is that a letdown? Uh, right? No, because he exceeded your expectations. You didn't even think he was going to make the team. Okay. Well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It has to be right, with. Uh, what about like uh, Reggie Bush? Yeah, Reggie Bush would be a more interesting. Although he played for a lot longer. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to come up with a good parallel. Right. Between, but like, I mean, yeah, Bo Jackson, there's a perfect, if you remember, he was drafted first overall and then he said, no, remember the bucks. Cause he went to play overall. for the USFL, right? No. So he, the bucks took him on a plane and they were like, Oh, you're fine. You're not going to lose eligibility. He, he lost eligibility for baseball. Couldn't play his senior baseball year. So he's like, I'm not going to the bucks. I'll just go play pro baseball. And then the next year he was drafted in the seventh round by the Raiders. They're like, Oh, why not? Let's draft okay. him. Maybe he'll come. Okay. So I'm just saying, for a first overall pick, if a first overall pick All played right. three seasons and didn't put up crazy numbers and it was a quarterback, you'd be like, oh, that guy's a bust. I mean, there's been some other certainly bust number one overall picks, but they didn't well, – I mean, not all yeah, of but them then the, won the high like He had – had that same thing happen to him today, he probably comes back, like since medicine's advanced in the yeah, last I, 35 yeah. years. His injury, too, was just like – he was just so giant. He just landed on his own hip bone wrong. And it pulled it, it out of it. Right. And he like rolled it and it popped like, it back in the socket. He's like, all right. Yeah, that, that's an interesting case, Sam. It would have been interesting had he come into the league and not had that injury. He might have been great. But I don't think that injured is the same as – like when I think bust, I think of uh, 
the guy that I'm going to take, not as much okay. like a guy that All was right. really good. But Do we want to move Kyle. on to Joe here? Or... Yeah, Joe, go ahead. Uh, Kyle, why don't you go with yours first? Because mine kind okay. of plays off of yours. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My biggest, what's what's the title of our episode? Uh, Bustin' Big. But bustin biggest bust, big. Bob yeah. Bustin', no. <laughs> biggest, most disappointing mm-hmm. college athlete in their professional career mm-hmm. that needs some work sam but um mm-hmm. he's a guy by the name of well hold on let me let me start with his accolades okay mm-hmm. yeah drafted yeah. number one overall in the nba mm-hmm. uh consensus all-american team uh mr basketball mm-hmm. uh two-time gatorade national player of the year Mm-hmm. Oh, McDonald's All-American, Indiana, Mr. Basketball. Okay. The dude, uh, I believe his team, wait a second. Did they win the national championship? They went to the championship, but lost in, in the, the NCAA. Um, this guy, he is a total of seven feet and zero inches. Drafted to the Portland Trailblazers mm, in 2007, Mr. Greg Glassnees Odin mm. <laughs> um, played on the uh, played for Ohio State. Uh, I, I believe they, yeah, they lost the Gators in the, that national championship game in 2007, but in Took which he had Noah. 25 points, 12 rebounds, and four blocks. Um, you know, just tore up the Big 12 like he tore up his knees when he got to the uh, the league. But basically, he he, I think he's just giant. And as soon as he got to uh, Portland, he got hurt right away. Like he played in like one game or something. He said, although drafted in 2007, Odin was classified as a rookie because he, yeah, he didn't play his whole first season. And then I want to say here, let me, find, I don't want to say it wrong, but I think he got injured in his first game in 2008. Then um, da, 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 da. he returned in November, 2008. So remember drafted in 2007. And um, then he got hurt in 2009, February, 2009 uh, and was out the season. So Basically, just his entire career was plagued by just horrible knee injuries. Um, Didn't he go back to school after he, like, was out of the league? Didn't he go back to Ohio State and, like, finish his degree? Well, because he played for – he technically was on the Trailblazers from 2007 to 2012, surprisingly enough. Um, And then he he was on the Miami Heat for one season, 13-14 – Really? Then, I didn't know that. Then 1560, he played for the Jiangsu Dragons. Mm, um, China. Of the Chinese now, Basketball Association. I don't Kyle, know did about you, him going Did you back. talk about who, uh, I might have missed it, was drafted immediately yeah. thereafter? Well, let's go. Yeah, I mean, that draft, 2007, okay. The first one is, is just obvious. A guy that's still playing the league, still dominant, um, is Kevin Durant went number two to the supersonics uh, out of Mm -hmm. texas okay Mm -hmm. now there's nobody else in this draft who's like oh my what the hell are you thinking i mean there's al horford 
There's who's Joakim on an all NBA team. Yeah. There's like uh, Aaron Joakim Noah Aflalo. on an all NBA team. You and know, like those guys all went to uh, all NBA teams at the same exact position. Uh, right. Right. Tiago um, Splitter was a dude. Rudy Fernandez Tiago. was a dude. There's Mark Gasol. Um, it, uh, so, it's ugly. Know, the, the big there, one there was is a the, lot of better better choices later down yeah. now he the hype around him the size the domination the playing in the national championship playing for ohio state basketball uh and all the you know the accolades that he accumulated as a young man you know he was gonna go high to somebody right like oh yeah he was so and uh you, you know portland didn't really recover for quite some time until they got um what's his face now but um yeah that's i mean how a guy that goes number one and just never really played i don't he never played a whole season uh his his professional stats are let's see he played he had a total of uh 8.9 points per game for portland in his in 2008 and 9 um he had 11.1 in 9 and 10 and then his only other season that he actually had accrued stats was 2013-14 for Miami he had 2.9 so technically he only got stats in 3 seasons um mm. 8 and 9 9 and 10 uh in 8 and 9 he played uh 61 games Okay, so he got hurt. He was out. He got hurt in February. So he he played a lot of games from November to February, and I think he must have come back after that. But then in 2009 and 10, he played 21 games. In 13, 14, he played 23 games. Yeah, he's uh, course, a guy that a total of 105 uh, games. He was the best player in college basketball two years in a row, essentially. Yeah. Like yeah. he was your he was your guy. Yeah. Uh, Interestingly enough, Kyle, so we made sure that we didn't have overlap. Uh, my guy is basically the same minus 20 years. Uh, <laughs> this guy, he was pretty all right. He had 511 games across 10 years. He averaged almost 11 points, almost eight rebounds, and a couple of assists. So a pretty average, okay bench guy for 10 years. The problem with this guy is... Uh, is that in his same draft, there were five Hall of Famers, three other dudes that would make an all-NBA team. Uh, Sam Bowie. Uh, Sam Bowie, who uh, went to Kentucky, was drafted second overall by the Portland Trailblazers. Nobody knows Sam Bowie. But Uh, but just get out with it. He was drafted before... Michael Jordan. Yikes! You went... First overall pick was Akeem Olajuwon. Nothing you could do there. That guy's a Hall of Famer. Okay. Come on. Then you Maybe. took Sam Bowie at number two. And you're you're sitting there like, man, there's a lot of good guys. And then Michael Jordan goes three. Sam Perkins, whatever, goes four. Charles Barkley goes five. And then later on, we have Alvin Robertson, All-NBA, Otis Thorpe, All-NBA, Kevin Willis, and John Stockton. Taken mm. shortly thereafter. him. And then it's in the second round... Stockton. Oscar Schmidt, who is an NBA yeah. Hall of Famer. The so 1984 NBA draft is stacked to the considered, gills. you know, one of the mm-hmm. greatest of all time. You also have um 
That's wait insane. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Later on, you had. Well, wait, did you say Charles Barkley? Did you skip over Charles yep. Barkley? No, he nope, said Chuck it. was five. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you had five Hall of Famers. You had three other dudes that were an all NBA team guy. So that stings. That uh, that one is rough. And like Portland, all those other teams, like Houston got their championships. Uh, while Utah and Phoenix didn't win them, uh, Charles Barkley went to and lost to Michael Jordan. Uh, Obviously, Utah did the same thing, but then Michael Jordan, obviously, you don't even have to say all the yeah. things that he did. And Portland missed out on all like the 1984. It was like, well, everybody's going to get at least one. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. If you have a top five pick, you got a Hall Knicks. of Famer. Oh, wait, hold on. It's like the what was the, the draft that like Elway and 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 uh, right, the Cali quarterback draft. But then yeah. there were some other guys that went in there that didn't do anything like, um, God, well, but then they had, uh, like you watch that 30 for 30 and part of the problem was like Dan Marino went last because like, if you talk to Dan Marino, you're like, Oh my God, this guy is a fucking moron. Like well, yeah. he had this like one of the worst, uh, what's that? Wonderlick. Like, yeah. Wonder yeah. He had like he a bombed out the Wonderlick. Wonder yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yep. Mm-hmm. imagine getting picked before Jordan though, and then you don't pan out. Well, and that's what like his oh. whole career was like, because by the time he retired in 94, Michael Jordan was already Michael Jordan. Like, oh, yeah. we're already yeah. well into dream team, like, whatever. And uh, you're just kind of bouncing around the link, averaging, like, 10 points, a few rebounds, like, probably playing solid defense. Like, yeah. you're just a guy. He's probably uh, not even allowed to go back to Portland. He's probably there, like, yeah, don't just – the, uh, the thing was, us. he played there for four years, and then he went to Brooklyn for a little while. He went to the Lakers for a little while. Like, yeah. uh, and – he just never really like he never went to an all-star game uh he was never that good i mean i think my pick is better because my guy played 105 games total <laughs> in the nba but yeah yep yeah they're those guys but yours yours kind of has the uh, you could have taken jordan yep. i mean you could have taken kevin durant but kevin durant is no also jordan. true well my guy my second dude only played mm-hmm. 20 games granted this is nfl so a little bit better i guess that's equivalent to what mm-hmm. like 150 probably okay roughly dude was a two-time <laughs> all-american in college he was drafted fifth overall out of oklahoma state to just the garbage fire that is the jacksonville jaguars uh yeah only played 20 games two total seasons mm. uh justin blackman mm. uh, oklahoma state wide receiver this dude was like I, I'm really excited about this pick because what the heck happened to Justin Black? So this guy, he was he kind of fits in the same category as uh, Josh Gordon. He got caught for pot uh, for smoking weed, so they suspended him for like four games. Got caught, and then he got a DUI, and then he got caught with pot again, which gets you suspended indefinitely. If you, I don't know if that's still the rule, but it was. If you break it twice, it's an indefinite suspension until they relook at everything. And then he's gotten like four more DUIs since all of which from what I've read, a lot of them were in Oklahoma. Um, mm-hmm. I just spent a lot of time in Oklahoma. Um, but yeah, I mean, you taking a guy, a wide receiver fifth overall, you're thinking Fred, he was Fred Blitnikoff winner mm-hmm. nation's top receiver. Yeah. You're thinking, man, we got this Two steel, fifth overall. Mm-hmm. This is when they had Bortles and they're like, okay, we got a quarterback. Ish. Big 12 offensive player of the year. Was he on the cover of NCAA football? I think mm-hmm. he might have had a cover. 
he might have been. been. I don't remember. Regardless, where they yeah, moving down. And so he put up uh, 865 yards in his first season. Not bad. Uh, five touchdowns. Second season, he only played four games and had 415 yards, one touchdown. Like he was okay, but he played two yeah. years. He played he played 20 games. I mean, I think he was there when when Grandpa Whedon was there, right? Like that was that, mm. right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And it's Love just like Grandpa Whedon. I mean, it sucks because like now that weed is legal in all these places, like you, I mean, the DUIs are still DUIs, but you wonder like if he didn't get that first suspension for smoking weed, like what would have happened? Like, I mean, imagine if he's not that old, if he was still on Jacksonville right now, if, if yeah. Trevor Lawrence had a target, I mean, senior oh. year, 61 catches, 1500 yards, 14 touchdowns. Yeah. He's, he's kind of Josh Gordon-esque without like any success in the NFL. Right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like he just landed and immediately got in trouble. But well, is this is yeah. is he a product of of getting drafted to Jacksonville, or was this going to happen anywhere? Like, did people just sort yeah, of go to Jacksonville and of, fail? Uh, or it makes me think of the Raiders and how they've you know between rugs and I think the Raiders have had three first round picks now that have gone to prison before they signed their second contract. Mm-hmm. Like some of it, probably I, I agree. There's a little bit of. They yeah, just, the guy might not be a good dude, and some people succeed in Jacksonville, but like right. it's also like you just don't see guys go to Jacksonville and be successful. Like if he, as a rookie, if he, had, though, you, if he, he hadn't a, have gone number five to Jacksonville, would he have dropped a bunch because other teams, you know, had the scout on him that he was trouble? You know? Maybe he put up 236 yards as a rookie in one game. Like it's not that he couldn't do it on the field. It's not like Jacksonville. The guy I mean, was definitely talented. He lost over two hundred thousand dollars in suspensions. So he went number five after him. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, Luke Keekley, Don Terry Poe, Fletcher Cox, Melvin Ingram, Chandler Jones. Man, imagine if they would have definitely Keekley. some guys. There's some dudes. Definitely There's some, some guys. Dudes there. Um, the thing is, like, they never would have put it together. No. The NFL is one of those kinds of things where, like, I mean, you've seen the resurgence of like Ryan Tannehill, you got to be in the right fit. And I agree with you, Kyle, that guy, guy went in the third round that year called uh, Russell Wilson, but you know, it's everybody. Hey, hey, I went in the second round that year named Brock Osweiler. So, okay. Again, mm. Nick Foles actually went in the third round too. But... <laughs> yeah. A lot of third uh, round... Super Bowl winners on, mm. on this yeah. draft mm-hmm. in the third round. But... Mm-hmm. Maybe that was, um, maybe he, that's where he needed to be with a third rounder. Mm. All right. Yeah, All Justin right. Black. I remember him in college, man. He was like dominant. And there was another wide receiver that came out of Oklahoma State, like I think right after him, that was really good too. De- uh, Des was Des out of there? Des Bryant? Des Bryant was out of there, yeah. Yeah, like it seemed like they kind of had a factory there for a second. But uh, I think uh, Texas Tech at the same time had Michael Crabtree and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, Crabtree. That was a little before that, I think, but yeah. Maybe 2010, but yeah, the Big 12 was churning out some receivers there for a little bit. Blackman seemed like he was going to be a dude, but... And now they're just turning out teams into the SEC. There you go. Speaking of a team... Mm. Can I go? Because I got a great segue. (laughs) There we go. Speaking of things that left the Big 12 for the SEC, uh, my next pick is from Texas Mm -hmm. A&M. This guy... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's, here's his, here's his, you're going to know it already, but okay. He won the Heisman. 
which I don't know if you've heard of it. They give that to the most popular guy in college football that year. I'm not going to say best college football player that year, but uh, won the Manning Award as AP Player of the Year, uh, SEC Offensive Player of the Year 2012, Mr. Texas Football, um, Johnny Football. Mm. Uh, I mean, you would talk about a guy that Money. was highly touted coming out of school. But let's be honest, for those of us that were witnessing this, didn't you kind of see this coming, right? Like that he was going to flame out. I mean, so he, he got drafted by the Browns, which until recent history, you could make the same claim as we were just making about Jacksonville. Or it's just I think a place current people... history. I mean, you look at Baker. Baker's probably not even going to get a contract. Yeah, Baker's kind of, I don't know. Baker obviously did better than a lot of uh, first-round quarterbacks that were drafted to mm. Cleveland have recently. Yeah. So. Is that a success or not? I don't know. But he played uh, a total of two seasons for the Cleveland Browns, 2014 and 15. Then he, uh, he unlike a lot of guys, uh, swallowed his pride and went up to Canada, played for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, mm-hmm. Montreal Alouettes. Then s- played on a team called the Memphis Express of the Alliance of American Football in 2019. And I most recently saw him uh last year i want to say it was last year in the fan controlled football league uh playing for the zappers he's got to be the only guy to play in the nfl cfl afl online league and to have a heisman aaf aaf yeah Yeah, like he's he's got the like quadruple right yeah he's he's hit it all i don't think he really had much of a career for cfl i think he only played a couple Uh, games yeah. Well, he he bounced around there too. Like, there's just mm-hmm. something about the guy that's just, yeah. Like you so, saw when it was at A and M, and they like, he's allowed to be better than everyone else because he's Johnny Football, right? Too yeah. much buddy in my head. Everyone, like, Johnny. Yeah, he was. He was. I think very it was his cocky. sophomore season. Do you remember they had? I can't remember who the game was against, but he left from that to jump on a private jet with his dad to go mm-hmm. to the McGregor fight in Vegas. Like they. Oh, yeah. He left Very, from like a triple overtime thriller that they lost. And it was like, oh, yeah. well, whatever. He was Silver Spoon. He kind of had, what, what was that? A term kind of came out around that time. It was like affluenza, mm. right? Do you mm-hmm. remember that people using this? It was basically like mm. rich kids suffer from just being idiots from their parents, just spoiling them forever. Yeah. Um, well, I think they said that about his Josh first Rosen year. Too. Interesting. But his first year... Uh, with Tex or with AM, it felt like like just the Johnny football had something so wholesome about it that you wanted to root for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, here's this young kid with kind of some swag to like it almost feels like Joe Burrow and the Bengals now, where you're like, Yeah, he's got a little bit of douche, but I kind of like it. Yeah. And then oh, it, yeah. he it then yeah, it was too he, much douche. And he was the first freshman to ever win mm-hmm. um the Heisman trophy. And, and that was 2012. And then he came back 2013. Um and, had, and he was like fifth in voting is what they're saying in the, in the Heisman. But um, his teams didn't do super great, I don't think, necessarily. No, they never he went was, to a national championship or anything. No, he was he was more of the, uh, the allure there, not necessarily his team's success. Um, which I think, you know, this was 10 years ago, if you can believe that. Um, I think, I think, we've learned a lot from the failure of, of Johnny football is that like, 
if you if you give these guys fame and success and attention and all this like they're going to react to it and take it and run with it and and make a fool of themselves because they're kids and they're idiots and like well, now you have nil to give some like imagine yeah Johnny can football. you imagine him back then oh, money. My God. he, would, he right. probably would have been like i'm done i've made 50 I mean, million dollars at like, like two years at a I, I knew i hated him like a hundred percent when he walked across the stage of the draft and did the the oh no that's one signs. of those legendary mm. moves they traded back up to get he literally wasn't gonna go in the first round he's like mm, they got he got saved like, by the okay. browns like oh we're gonna right. trade back yeah, up into the first exactly. and he's like let's go yeah i he, love it i mm. mean let's look at the 2014 nfl draft he he obviously went number 22 to the cleveland browns um i feel like the cleveland browns took somebody yeah the cleveland browns took a corner before him at number eight uh, and it was like it was a guy was, from ohio state i think right uh oklahoma a, state actually justin oh, gilbert no, okay no. but i mean um never really did anything uh, so do you look at other i don't know the other quarterbacks in this draft blake bortles sucked bust um Johnny Benzel was the second off the board. Teddy Bridgewater. And Teddy. Probably the best career out of the three of them. No, hold on. Derek Carr. Mm, yeah. I mean, you gotta okay. that guy, yep. right? I mean, yep. um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm. Definitely had a better career than yep. Teddy. Huh? Um, have you heard of him? Um <laughs> uh, else in this draft quarterback wise here i don't know i don't see a ton else but um you know it's not a real strong draft for quarterbacks. That's a very four quarterbacks taken i mean that's and that's no that's or four big names. all the way down garapolo was like fourth round or something third Garoppolo. round polo uh let's see i mean so johnny menzel goes 22 after him was teddy bridgewater obviously i don't know redo it you're gonna take teddy or Derek carr um d ford was drafted right after him um so yep. you know the, but in any draft you're gonna go and be like oh that guy's way better but um johnny menzel's just the hype and everything surrounding his his career in college obviously I, although like i said we all kind of saw it coming but major crash and burn that we all witnessed on national television burn uh so my final bust this feels like cheating because it feels like everybody knows that this is the bust but ryan leaf okay we're not even gonna dance around it the guys when you talk about bust this is the guy uh the reason for it was because coming into the 1998 nfl draft it was very much which guy do you prefer i mean it was kind of like yeah uh, between him and manning it was like peyton manning the golf went so it was like, oh, either one could be great. And then it's yeah, like, which oh. one are you going to take? And like, there's, I mean, you think now back to like, man, you could have had Peyton Manning one. That's obviously it. But there was a lot of, I mean, they still have t-shirts uh, at Indianapolis football games where they have like, you know, the Colts are idiots for skipping leaf and whatever, like type headlines. Leaf. And like, those are t-shirts that people buy of just like, man, it's great. Uh, he went there. They also had Charles Woodson was drafted for Randy Ooh. Moss and Heinz Ward were both in that draft. So mm. like there, the draft had many a hall of famer. Uh, the problem with Mr. Leaf is that uh, he also kind of 
cavalcated everything in that the reason that Philip Rivers is a charger is because of Ryan Leaf. Because mm -hmm. when Eli comes out, they're going to take one of, is it Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, him? They're kind of bounce around deciding, and they go with Eli. And Eli says, I refuse because Peyton and Ryan Leaf had gotten close during the draft process in 98. And the things that Ryan Leaf had said about the Chargers organization being dysfunctional, basically it was uh, like, hey, they're today's Jacksonville Jaguars. I didn't so Eli's like, that was, I that refuse. Was the I feel like a lot of people forget that uh, Eli was like, yeah, no, I'm not going there. You can draft me, but I'm not playing. So yeah. he ends up pulling a John Elway. People hate Eli for it. Want to kill Eli because how dare you? You're so entitled, blah, blah. And they send, uh, basically, they just swap the two of them. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, the Giants are probably happy with it. But those are two pretty consequential players. But uh, Leaf was drafted number two, right? He was drafted second overall. And Man. Manning went you know, first. He went two. They were over the moon about it. Ryan Leaf only played in parts of five NFL seasons. Uh, his first three, 98, 99, 2000, were with the Chargers, where he was often on the starter. He was both him and Peyton struggled pretty mightily in their rookie years in 98. Mm -hmm. uh, Peyton set the interceptions record. And so, again, it was kind of like, man, he might be the guy. Like, it, you might have picked right at Ryan Leaf at number two. And then he just felt he continued to throw picks. Uh, he never had very good, he was always uh 50% ish below passer. Like it was one and two passes at the ground. Uh, so then he spent a part of a season with the bucks and then a part of the season with the Cowboys and then was on a practice squad. And that's not the whole story. Like he was just a bad yeah. egg. Like he, people hated well, him. He was yelling at reporters. He yep. like, he gained 20 pounds after his college career between the draft. And the, like, he, he's just, he was, I mean, he was, universally disliked people. yeah i think he had some off the field uh, stuff too yeah he, well he, then he went to be a head or a assistant coach at west texas a&m in 2006 so he went back to washington state where yeah. he went to college finished his degree and then said i'm gonna get into football and he started stealing pills from <sighs> the football yeah, went team to jail. went to jail uh stealing had, vicodin then was like breaking brain into surgery houses. at one point too like um brain surgery I don't know about that. I have no idea. He, I think he was in prison in Montana for a while. And then he ended up, uh, he's now back in uh, like a, a rehab speech group that he goes to different across like the American Southwest to talk to different uh, recovery groups. So uh, he's tried bounce around as a radio host, but again, like he's just got some, he's kind of prickly. So he doesn't usually last on those different radio things, but Imagine um, if the Chargers had Randy Moss with Philip Rivers for 15 years. Or, I mean, if the Chargers had instead taken, you know, obviously they can't go pick Manning, but, but Charles right. Woodson. If it had gone the other way. Or, you know, if it had gone the other way. Oh, or Peyton was a You Charger. know, you could take him and Oof. Heinz Ward. Yeah, It's always fun to go back and do those. But when it's like, man, we could have had two Hall of Famers playing together. And they ended up, you know, almost doing it to themselves again when they – gave up on drew Brees early to go for philip rivers and now yeah. drew Brees is a hall of famer and philip rivers probably isn't yeah. although i think that they would be happy with philip and you know you don't necessarily want to undo that but yeah. the fact that they uh they had peyton manning and drew Brees like almost in their grasp and both of them slipped mm -hmm. away and then eli mm -hmm. manning like that's tough that's tough Jeez. um some of the other interesting ones obviously uh 
you had mentioned before, Sam Bradford, essentially uh, there's a rookie salary cap. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rookie salary cap. Was he got like $50 million as a rookie. He's one of the highest paid NFL players before playing a snap. And obviously he wasn't great. Uh, Maurice Claret, obviously he went to high school with LeBron James or in the same area as LeBron James at the same time and was able to see LeBron go on and make millions. And then he had to, you know, be pre NIL pre, you can even mm-hmm. give him food at Ohio state. And so he sits out and then gets addicted to alcohol and then never even makes it into a regular season game in the NFL. So I'm curious, Jamarcus Russell, when you said the gain weight right away, when Jamarcus Russell, that guy, I remember in the, uh, at the combine, he's sitting on one knee and he's throwing footballs 50 yards into trash cans. And you're like, oh man, he is going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing. Like, let's, let's not forget, like Ryan Leaf had a good career at Washington state, right? Like he, they went to the Rose bowl. I want to say right with him. Well, yeah, no, he was, he was really good. Like it was yeah, and between and, him, Woodson Manning for the Heisman and Jamarcus Russell. Did they win the national championship at LSU? Right? I think they lost the national championship. Uh, was that the Nick Saban one? Oh, I don't know. That was Oh four that Nick Saban won there. Is that right? Okay. I think okay. he was drafted in Oh six. No. Oh five. Okay, interesting. Tell you, but yeah, but yeah. As a, he was pretty consensus number one. Like Al Davis is, like you know, just at the time when they're running up to it, like Al Davis is like over the moon at just all of his, like, oh, he runs really fast. Oh, he's really I, strong. Like I got another one. If, if we're doing honorable mentions, is Adam Morrison. Remember him from mm, Gonzaga? With the, the guy mustache? that wouldn't stop crying. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was I crying. Remember, I remember a whole lot more about his college career than I do his professional career. Um, like he, I remember him just being a dude at Gonzaga. I mean, mm-hmm. they, he was kind uh, of on that initial Gonzaga upswing. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, let's see, he was uh NCAA season scoring leader, uh, Oscar Robinson trophy. Consensus first team All American. Um, apparently, he has two NBA champions, so maybe I should follow my words here. But that was he was on the Lakers when they mm-hmm. won in two thousand nine. Well, if you're friends with LeBron, he just brings you to his team and you yeah, get a ring. He got drafted third overall to the Bobcats, and mm-hmm. then I never yeah, heard was of him not again. That good. <laughs> that's not, that's <laughs> never a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that, yeah. that one was crazy. I. Because he, he just he kept crying on TV, and so that was kind of, yeah, just yeah. an ugly dude. Honestly. He was not a good looking guy. Oh, was one, one last honorable mention okay. before we hop off. Monte Ball. Ooh, good one. Remember good that one. guy? A Didn't beast he at Wisconsin. Like, he had what was the record he had at Wisconsin? Like most yards, most touchdowns, for something like backs? that. Something the like guy that. was just a dude. Yeah, he was Wisconsin had a lot of good running backs. And when they got the Broncos took him in the second round, and you're like, here we go, dude. Right. We're back, baby. And then right behind him, the next pick was Eddie Lacy, who was really good for a while. And then he got fat. Yeah. But oh, I forgot about it. Oh, that would have been a good Eddie Lacy was like, you know, a Pro Bowl super stud. And like Monte Ball's problem was he too got real into alcohol and just shredded up his Mm -hmm. liver and his body. Yeah. Uh, Similar to Maurice Claret. Anyway, I'm curious, do you guys think that this is a bust or not? Because to be honest, I kind of feel like yes, but uh, Andrew Luck. 
I do. I, I thought about bringing that up. Yeah. I, he kind of you... fits in that Bo Jackson kind of category where yeah, he was fair. good, but didn't that's play fair. long enough Good for a second. And I mean, the guy gone. was really good. He went to a AFC championship game, I believe in loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was like, Multiple this is the, the most, you know, complete prospect we've ever seen in the draft. Yeah. This is as complete as anybody since Elway. This is as surefire as it gets. They literally moved on from Peyton Manning who went on to win an MVP uh, who went to two Super Bowls because who of him, set yeah. records for almost the right. season. Like he had the best offense. Like they moved on from that guy because they were like, we can't pass up. Yeah. The, the next you for the next, we're going to have 30 years of hall of fame talent at quarterback position. And uh, he never was the best quarterback in the NFL. I would say like, he never was like, no, I mean that's hard. He, wasn't he was Patrick Mahomes. Marie. He was, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like you know, the, he wasn't uh, like even. I don't necessarily think you'd say he was like a top two or three guy. And well, he and did RG3 go to one both. AFC championship. That whole draft, him and RG three, man. Oh, and was the RG three was that the Trent Richardson draft as well? Mm. No, he went uh, third. So. No, it was not because he no? went third and so did RG3. Mm. No, RG3 mm-hmm. went second. It went Luck, RG3, then Trent Richardson. I'm pretty sure the Browns. Man, that would be a bad draft. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, we'll the fact check Trent that. Richardson's another good name, but we could go on and on. Right, he was yeah. traded for a first-round pick. That one was crazy. But, yeah, no, I think, I think he's kind of a bust just because – and he moved away because he didn't – like he just didn't love football or he wanted to keep his health or whatever. And uh, yeah, he's like, I made a hundred million. I'm out. Yeah. That one was a weird, crazy. I mean, just, just remembering how touted he was. Like, I can't remember a draft prospect in the NBA, NFL, anything that had quite the draft hype as Andrew Luck did. Right. To never be an MVP or Super Bowl. Really anything. Champion. Yeah. But I mean, if he had stayed, he, he might have, you know, right? Had a Definitely, nice career. I completely agree. Chose to walk away, yeah. Which so. I I held that against, you know, I said we can't hold it against Bo Jackson, so yeah. potentially. And, but Bo well, Jackson saying, didn't have a choice, though. He he had to get a hip replacement at like twenty six. They're like, yeah, you probably don't want to play football, dude. I mean, they're saying yep. that that uh, Aaron Donald might walk away. You know, and isn't Sean that crazy? McVay. Yeah. If Sean McVay walks away at 36 years old, like he's you, been to you, two Super Bowls, he as could a, coach, coach for another 40 30s. years. Right. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Anyways. we'll wrap up there. We appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you again to Eric for coming on. And uh, we'll uh, we'll see you all next week. March Madness. Go, is Lady coming. Gamecocks. Go, Lady Cox. Hell yeah. <laughs>